Welcome to Material, episode 94, a show all about Google and the Android universe. This week, yet again, everyone has abandoned us. We did have some special guests lined up. <laughs> the special guests cancelled at us and we're so sad, but don't worry. We still have one extremely special guest. And we say a good evening, I believe, to Mr. Andy Nutko, Chicago Sun-Times columnist. Wait a minute. Have I been demoted from host to guest now? <laughs> I'm, I'm a guest on my own podcast. You're a special guest, though. Special, yeah. Oh my god! It, it was it was no it was no accident that Yasmin got that job <laughs> offer, was it? You you plumped her off, and then next next I'm on the block. You're gonna you're gonna get me a cushy job like at the New York Times or something that will force me to take this. Oh, well, Andy, I didn't. So. Oh God, you followed my plan, but I didn't want to uh, you know show my hand too early. But Walt Mossberg is retiring. You know, I hear Recode Decode and The Verge are looking for like a you know a chief editor if you're interested. Be a big step up from material. I don't. I don't look good in a red chair. I don't have the hips for it. <laughs> Think about all those high-profile CEOs you could be uh, grilling on the chair, though. You know, <laughs> what did you do yeah, last year? Th- nothing. Nothing. <laughs> yeah. Well. So, so. Yeah. That's 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 kind of a that's a mixed blessing. I think <laughs> <laughs> the, the ability that the, uh, there's a certain. I like I like talking up to people up to like a certain executive level where it's like look. I've got 45 minutes of your time. You've got 45 minutes of my time. We can either dance around it or I can simply say, gosh, that, that phone really caught fire, like totally in flames. <laughs> what, what, what was the problem and how are you going to fix it? As opposed to, well, th- thank you very, very much for uh, giving me some of your time, Mr. Mr. Jobs. And, um, um, qu- you know, quality control. That's always been uh, a hall. I wouldn't say a hallmark. Uh, maybe like a a, 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 a a selling point of uh, Apple uh, iPhones. And uh, what what are you? Is, have there been anything to make you rethink or reevaluate the quality control issues? Um, well, I'll, let me tell you where I'm coming from. I just uh, I, I you know I, it exploded in my hand the, the latest iPhone and. Um, I maybe I just don't understand the application of that feature. It certainly isn't what I'm looking for in a phone. But if I if you could just talk to me about how customers might integrate that into their workflow, you're right. I withdraw the question. Anyway, <laughs> all right, Andy. I think I think we need to practice this if you're going to work your way into your new job. I've I've got a softball for you. Uh, I'm one of the chief executives of LG. My phones are famous for boot looping. You know, I don't want to say that on actual air. Like, I'd, I'd never say that on tape. But what? how would you approach this, Andy? You know, certainly, you know, there's perhaps been, you know, news of a class action lawsuit and things like that around my products, which, you know, I don't want to openly talk about. But, you know, what what would you cover in the interview? Uh, actually, it's 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 better now that I'm an old man and I feel like I'm close to death and I have nothing to lose. <laughs> I, 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 met, I met Steve Jobs, like, I must have been, I don't know, it was it was – uh, I, it was either my late twenties or early thirties, and it wasn't it wasn't a, a it wasn't a job thing where it's like I've been giving an interview and I have to find out why the why this is exploding, but but it was like wow he's being exceptionally rude and in any other circumstance I would say wow that was really not correct you should you should apologize for that sir and if I had a white glove I would then biff him across the, the cheek of it. <laughs> uh, yeah, but so, but these days, uh, these days I would say, yeah, LG. The problem is that I, uh, you see, you already acknowledge that they're you you built a whole big ball of defects into the G four phone, 
and you'd also built the 5X, the Nexus for, for Google, and the 5X is having the same problems as that, and you haven't acknowledged those problems either. And you don't, you know, yeah, we were talking about this last week about the, you know, about the, uh, about the boot loop problem. Uh, so there's a class action lawsuit uh, that LG has always already been facing for the G4. Uh, and uh, I think last week or the week, be- week before, uh, the 5X got added to that. Uh, and it's being discussed as the same things we were talking about last week. Uh, the defect being a thermal issue uh, involving the quality of the solder that was holding uh, some of these components together where at some point the changes in heat between startup, shutdown, put away, read, you know, <laughs> loop video, at some point it leads to metal fatigue, the solder joint gives way, and then boom, it's, you get into the boot loop uh, problem. So I don't know. It looks, it looks like, you know, if, as a as the Nexus 5X owner, I'm, I'm hoping that uh, I'm hoping to join this class action suit. I'm hoping that it's successful because if it is, I'm going to have a dollar and 17 cents as my part of the payout after all the legal fees and uh, and, and expensive have been taken out and yeah, i may not necessarily you know as i'm, I'm so i know i'm supposed to use that to buy a new phone but maybe i'll just stick that right in my pocket you know what i mean <laughs> you never know there could be an lg phone that you can get for that price you know after all these issues this this has been such i might be able to buy long... lg for that amount of money by the time this is settled <laughs> the entire company this has been such a long-running issue i can't believe that it's still affecting me. so i believe it was the G4, I'm sure the G10 had this issue as well. Uh, the 5X. Somehow, Andy, though, there is one mythical phone that seems to have sailed through. That was the Nexus 5. That was made by LG, wasn't it? The original Nexus 5. Yeah, but almost every phone is a, is a totally new build. So it's like building a car with eight wheels and then a, a submarine with 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 a sail. It's not like it's not like they just swap out some components. So, uh, and 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 to be fair, I've been using my my uh, 5X as a daily driver for now like close to a year and a half, and I haven't had this problem. But that doesn't mean it's a. <laughs> all, it only has to affect one person, and that's you. <laughs> to make it the most important problem in the world, I don't, I'm not meaning that sarcastically. It means that you know I don't I don't care that's only affecting 0.1 percent. I spent I gave you 800 dollars for this top of the line phone that is now working not now not working, and you're not ex- not acknowledging that there isn't even a, there is even a problem, and that's that's a lot of money to spend on a phone that might or might not work. Yeah, yeah, and I will say we had one of our listeners write in to us uh, during the week. We talked a little bit about. Um, you know, potential boot loop issues last week, you know, before we knew about this lawsuit. And they, they said, you know, they took theirs back to Google, they got a replacement, and now they're just hoping, you know, that the second one works out. And it's, I guess it's good to have a warranty. Here in Australia, I should let you know, you know, I know we have some Australian listeners, you actually get two years here instead of the standard one in the US, thanks to our, you know, ACCC and other sort of consumer organisations. So <laughs> if you, 1.5 years in, you have the issue, don't think, ah, oh, this is me, i got to go to some third-party dodgy repairer where they're going to try and, you know, resolder on the chip or whatever. Like, you can actually take it back, you know, to the place that you bought it and they'll, they'll swap it for you. So that's good, but I really, really hope LG, you know, can solve some of these issues because it's really not helping. You know, you got Samsung... Mm, you know, had an interesting year last year, but it's still kicking, you know, a lot of goals in a lot of ways. You've got a lot of other companies, you know, stepping it up. And then you got LG still kind of, you know, being LG. I, I know they have a lot of fans, you know, of their devices and things like that, but it seems like, you know, really after all these years, you've got to, you've got to get something like this sorted. Yeah, you got you got that, that. That has to be a really super demoralizing thing to be in the Android marketplace and know that you're telling me that our biggest competitor, they had phones that were actually exploding, that was actually harming people. They that they at the the that governments all across the world 
passed emergency edicts making it illegal to have this our competitor's product on a plane with living people upon it and so much so that they were required by law in america to begin every boarding process by saying if you have a <laughs> samsung galaxy note 7 please a man in a fireproof suit will be approaching your seat with a bucket of sand deposited in the sand while the person runs away and that hasn't brought them to their even to their ankles, let alone their knees. It's, you got to feel bad. I, I, so, I, so all these problems did not uh, did not dissuade you from uh, pre-ordering uh, a, a Galaxy S8, did it, Russell? No, you know, I, I I I know exactly what happened last year, Andy. I, I pre-ordered the Note Seven. I was so excited. I pre-ordered it from Samsung, which I thought genius idea. Buy it direct from the source. You know, I have no troubles. I had the worst time trying to get the refund on my second Note Seven. I had the best time. Uh, you know, getting the first one replaced, no worries at all. The second one, they kept asking me, did you get this from a store? Which store did you get this from? What, 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 I'm like, I bought it from you on your website. Can I please get a <laughs> refund? And it took like a, a full month. And so I hesitated maybe, Andy, for 30 seconds on that pre-order button. I'm like, you know what? I've got to do the right thing by our users here. i got, I got to get me this shiny phone just in case, you know, there's any <laughs> weird bugs with Pocket Cast that, that I need to fix. So I did order the... Uh, the smaller one, I say smaller, it's like a 5.8-inch yeah. screen or something. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure it's big enough. Uh, I got it in black. I looked at the other two colors. I'm like, eh, it's hard to tell what they look like in real life. So I'm like, I'm just going to go safe. I'm going to get black. And I think it's due next week. It was a three-week pre-order. It came out two weeks ago, didn't it? I'm trying to remember. You were at the um, event. Yeah, I think, I, I think it's the 20th. Although I saw one Australian tech blog was saying the 29th for Australia. But Ooh. I could be wrong. Oh no! Don't don't leave us out. That'd be mean. No, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it's next week. I have to look it up. Okay. I did. It's funny though. I've said I don't. Some, I don't want to disrupt your schedule of like when you're going to put the sleeping bag like right next to the mailbox. <laughs> we have um. We're, we're on the third floor here in our office. So I get everything delivered to the office. And when they hit that buzzer, I swear, like everyone in our company just leaps off their seats. It's for me. It's for me. <laughs> and they all like run over to the intercom. Like, no, it's for me. And there's pretty much a fight to see who can get down and uh, meet the mail person first. So it's gonna, it's going to be an exciting time. But this time, it's for me. I've I've reserved this one, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm t- I'm tempted too. I uh, I really really liked it. It's got such a great suite of hardware features that I really like. You got no? I think we the the podcast got a question on Twitter on hey I'm thinking about either getting the S8 or a Pixel. Yeah. And you're talking to two people who have not who don't own one of these phones yet. I've I've had I've used one for like a half hour, forty five minutes under really controlled conditions. So that's next to not having used one, but I find it hard to answer. I, I usually usually my thing is boy, if you if you have an opportunity to get your updates directly from Google, definitely go for that. But if that's such a that's such a killer screen. And and you know the camera is really good. It might not be. It might. It's 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 not going to leapfrog. Uh, uh, not going to leapfrog the pixels. But even just the idea of having uh, a micro SD slot in there and wireless charging, it's like oh, every the only source of pain that I have. It's not even really pain with my five X is. Okay, I'm at, I'm running out of storage again on my 32 gigabyte phone, so I can't. I've actually I've actually bought actually it's here. I'm charging it here right now. I actually dug like one of my old uh, iPods uh, out of out of storage. Ooh, the like screen, a, isn't I? Yeah, yeah. The the one that has like the really cool like touch screen. Like that you also wear as a watch if you buy like a third party band for it. <laughs> and the and it's not and it's not like uh, I require an iPod. It's more like the the ability to have sixteen gigabytes of storage that does not take up the thirty two that I've got there means that now I can have like full playlists. I don't have to be like Sophie's Choice if Sophie had. 62 gigabytes worth of children and she could only save <laughs> like three gigabytes of children for the phone 
see this is this this gets me every time this is like the blessing of and the curse of android right is in android the amazing thing is you get choice but in android the annoying <laughs> thing is you get choice and with choice comes a lot of compromises so i was reading that question on twitter that you were talking about and i'm like you know it really comes down to a million different factors and what you prefer yeah. in phones and whether you're more into hardware or software and whether you value getting your updates from google there's no even to this day, if someone comes to me and they says, what, phone, what Android phone should I buy? You know something about Android phones. It's still the first question back has to be, well, what are you looking for in a phone? Like are you price sensitive? Is it the camera that bothers you? Is it, you know, do you want the, the latest from Google like all the time? There's, there's so many different questions. You feel like it's almost like one of those, you know, choose your own adventure books. You got to turn to page 52 and you're like, oh, I didn't like that. Back, back to page 34. You know, if you chose the LG, you can just flip back to 34 and then somewhere else. That's, that's kind of how it works with Android. Yeah, there's a, there's also I mean uh, I didn't put it in the show notes because I didn't I didn't think we'd have such a beautiful segue into it, but uh, I'm I'm looking forward I'm really super looking forward to what the next generation Pixel is going to be because honestly if it if it does have expandable storage that could really be the that's the difference that says I don't care about anything else but exp- that quality phone that quality camera and and, uh, and storage but now we're we're sort of uh, Google supposedly is trying to cut a like a, a, a really big investment deal with LG or the the display division of LG uh, reportedly according to TechCrunch uh, tech they're investing 875 million dollars <laughs> in the, in LG's display uh, uh, business, just to make sure that they will have a good supply of OLED screens for their own devices, because you already have Samsung, uh, and Samsung is also a, a seller of uh, of, uh, of uh, OLED screens, of course. Uh, but they have to they have to uh, they have to satisfy the needs of all of those Samsung phones. Rumor has it that uh, no, I think it's even better than rumor uh, that uh, Apple is going to be sourcing all of their OLED screens from Samsung for the next generation of iPhone. Whether it's all of the phones they introduce in September or just a single high-end phone, that would still be millions and millions and millions of units. So now Google might be in the position where if we don't, if we don't essentially own our own screen manufacturing, we will not have any screens to put in our. We're going to have to have like <laughs> L super twist LCD screens and a contrast knob on the side of it with four shades of gray. It'd so, be a return for Pentile, Andy. We we all love that display <laughs> system. Everybody was a fan. <laughs> one 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 dot for, for even for yellow, um, but we, we're get, we're getting some uh, we are getting some news about limitations and little quirks about the S eight um, Bixby that you, you've, uh, the the thing that is supposed to be their competitive answer to uh, to Siri and to Google Assistant apparently it won't support voice commands at launch date. Yeah, so this was the thing. When when you went to the event, Andy, they're like, oh, you can't press this button. It doesn't work yet, but don't worry. When the phone yeah. launches, this will all be hooked up. You know, it happened with Siri, <laughs> happened with, I think Google did the same thing with their Google Now and Tap. They're like, here's a phone. You can use Google Now and Tap when it launches. The difference here is that they've now said, oh, there's, you know, been some unexplained delays. And by the way, you won't be able to do all the fancy phone control stuff on day one, which is a bit weird. I'm sure that wasn't planned when you put a dedicated hardware button on your phone that launches this thing <laughs> and then you tell all the reporters, you know what, unlike any other device, you better control all the settings and do it all by voice. It's going to be amazing. And now you have to say like, actually, we couldn't ship that, but let's just pretend it never happened. It's it's a little bit strange, Andy. Will, will, will it at least make like a sad trombone noise when you push it? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I should play you a Bixby trailer. Coming soon to a Samsung S8 near you. All the things you can <laughs> do with Bixby. Or just put, puts up a notification that simply has handwritten IOU one <laughs> voice assistant. <laughs> you I asked me to I'm add this to the shopping list. I will. I just got to do it next week. I'm sorry. 
It's almost Google Home-like in that sense. Oh. <laughs> the, the other bit of news we didn't cover last week, Andy, is that yet again the facial unlock sort of thing has been defeated with a photo. And I look back through the news archives. This is nothing new. Back in 2011, people were defeating the face unlock in Android 4.1, I believe, with a photo. And then Google did this thing where like, ah, I don't know, you have to make yourself live so you have to blink. And then people figured out if you've got a photo of someone not blinking <laughs> and a photo of someone blinking and you quickly interchange the two, now the phone thinks you're blinking. So it's it's nothing new. I don't know if it's embarrassing because even even Samsung wasn't bold enough to say you can use things like Samsung Pay or Android Pay or even like all the secure stuff on your phone. You can't use that with face unlock. You need your fingerprint or you need the, the retina scanner. So I don't think they've ever pushed it as this is the ultimate in security, but it does feel like bad PR when people just hold a photo of someone's face in front of yeah. a phone and they're like, yeah, you unlocked it. And this, the super embarrassing thing is that the the story broke when just uh, some uh, tech reporter, I, th- I think, some uh, on one of the uh, a tech blog that I hadn't heard of, but it was a really nicely done piece. They were just, they were literally at the launch event. And so, what happens <laughs> if I take my phone, I take a selfie with it, like a full face selfie, and then hold up that to the to the to the demo device? And yeah, of course, it went through. So, it, but yeah, you're, you're right. The the thing to remember is that it's not on the same level as fingerprint authentication. I don't think it's even on the same level as iris authentication. No. These are these are all just think if you want to activate these locks either individually or separately you're free to do so or not do so i like the fact that uh it'll it'll certainly defeat someone who is being a uh, casually trying to access my device and uh, in uh, over you, you don't have these problems in in australia but here in new england there are times where it's like okay it's 18 degrees outside with a minus five degree wind chill do i risk taking off one of my gloves so that i can fingerprint activate <laughs> so i can act, or, or or even just tap tap my my passcode in there i for that i would say i don't care about weekend security i will for for this day i will activate photo unlock just so i can just simply hold up to my face and keep my fingers <laughs> we have the opposite problem here andy if you happen to leave any phone because phones are, are mainly glass on the front right you leave any of them in the sun here you come back it is literally hot <laughs> enough to cook on and you pick it up and you're like oh ah, ah, ah. and most phones have a have a feature just for us where they put up a little yellow triangle and they say ah, ah, ah you can't use me until i cool down i'm too hot i'm like it's the Australian sun. What are you going to do? <laughs> I'll just <laughs> well, it's an excuse to you know take another take another relaxation break anyway. <laughs> and now that they're waterproof, you can just dip them in a in a glass of water or, or beer or whatever you have to have in front of you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Tell you another place you can have a relaxing beer by the Linode booth. I would say so. I don't say. I, th- I thought. I thought my job would be to just give you a, a setup line, and then you could spike it over <laughs> either to the far end of the court or spike it all the way down across the net, whichever you wanted to do. So what actually happened is we set it directly to the other team, who spiked it into our court, and now we're down. Love one, Andy. Because because it's hot. The the, the sand is just like killer. I I, re- I don't care about winning or losing. I really just want to go to the refreshment tent and go home. <laughs> you know they say. But we Andy, have, but, in sport, but we have someone who's go, sorry. Go ahead. There's no winners or losers, but today we've won. Because our first sponsor is Linode. Linode Yay! gives you a fast, powerful hosting for your projects that you can set up in just seconds. They have easy-to-understand tools that let you choose your resources and Linux distro, giving you the power and flexibility you need. And their plans start at just $5 a month, which gets you a Linux server with one gigabyte of RAM in their Linode cloud. 
And you might be thinking, oh, I set all this up and I'm not, I'm not super tech savvy. I kind of get it. Don't worry. Linode has over 400,000 customers who are all surfaced by their 24-7 friendly support team. Uh, you can email them. You can call them. You can even chat over IRC, you know, in the Linode community. If you need help, Linode are there for you. They have comprehensive guides and support documentation to teach you everything you need to know about setting up your virtual servers. And their control panel is really nicely designed. Like I, I, we use this a lot here, you know, for Pocket Cast and various sort of other projects that we we need it's really easy to resize stuff it's really easy to you know turn stuff off shut stuff down change disk partitions everything you'd want to do like to a linux, uh, linux box you can do you know through the admin area uh, they have two-factor authentication to keep you safe you can even create you know, a snapshot of your disk volumes and you can back them up or you can replicate them like onto other things they've got the full suite of stuff there so it's your full package for your server infrastructure needs they have the power you require as well as the infrastructure and assistance you want so you're thinking, ah, this is for me. Well, you can, like I said, you can get a server with one gig, of, uh, one gig of RAM for $5 a month. You can go all the way up to 16 gig for $60 a month if that's your thing. And their two gigabyte plan now includes 30 gigabytes of storage and that's all just for $10 a month. So as a listener of this show, if you go to linode.com slash material, L-I-N-O-D-E.com slash material, you not only be supporting us, but you get $20 towards your first Linode plan and you get a seven-day money-back guarantee, so nothing to lose. Uh, linode.com slash material to learn more, sign up and take advantage of that $20 credit. Or if you're already at the checkout process, material2017 is the code you want to use. And we want to thank Linode so much for supporting this show, all of Relay FM, and our material volleyball team. <laughs> Boy, you, 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 and unfortunately, the league that we're in, we don't get to wear those super baggy shorts that uh, the men's do. We have to wear the women's outfits, the ones that, yeah. So, <laughs> so we, we were speaking earlier in the show, Andy, about, um, you know, about class action lawsuits and, and all the things that, you know, LG is going through. And I don't know if you remember, I'm, I'm sure you do. You've, you've been a tech columnist for a while now. I've been following tech news for a while. The, I remember for almost a decade now, the number one news story that you see constantly is like, you know, Google suing Apple, Apple suing Google, Samsung suing this person, this person. And it's always been about the patents because that's, that's the things they get to fight over. They say, <laughs> you know, I have a patent that says, you know, I send radio transmissions through chip blah to X and you're sending radio transmissions through blah to X. You violated my patent. And then they go to court and it's, it's lengthy and it takes years and it costs millions of dollars. And it's, I always feel like it's been a bit of a hindrance, you know, in the tech industry rather than helping. It, it has helped, you know, in some cases, I'm sure. But in other cases, it just feels like, you know, you've got these companies that want to do things and someone else holds the patent and they're not potentially using it for anything or they want to license it for crazy amounts of money. It's, I don't know, it always feels like it's it's been a thing that comes up over and over and over again. I'm sure I'm sure you've read the stories, Andy. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> it, it seems as though you don't want to have a the, the, when you're a company at the level of Google or Apple, it seems weird that you hire as many employees as Microsoft does just for your legal department, just for BS stuff, uh, be the BS that you're slinging to other companies and BS that you're going to be getting from uh, from companies inbound. Uh, yeah, this is this is uh, this isn't exactly the same thing, but this is the second or. third third week when i'm like assembling the show docs and oh god that lawsuit for about about <laughs> about uh, about the, the self about the uh, self-driving car technologies Ugh, i really i i have the i have the power to like not have to talk about a patent lawsuit by simply not putting this into the show notes and i, I you know what i elect not to do so but hopefully <laughs> hopefully we, we might see like a little reduction in the these friendly fire sort of accidents in the future at least with software huh yeah, so this is the cool thing. So Google's announced a, I guess what do you call it, like a cross a cross licensing agreement with a whole bunch of companies. They've called it PAX, uh, which apparently means peace, 
which, you know, in Latin, that's, that's very uh, scientific of them. And uh, the people involved, Google, Samsung, LG, Foxconn, uh, HMD Global, HTC, Coolpad, BQ and Allview. And the, the thing about this is when you enter into these kind of agreements, everybody kind of puts their patents in a pool and they say, we agree that we can, you know, we can share all these, we can use all these and we won't sort of sue each other over using all these. And hopefully, you know, that's a way to get into a situation where we're not constantly going back for, backwards and forwards with lawsuits. We're not constantly debating intellectual property. Everybody's patents are sort of in that pool. Everybody's contributing, you know, different things. And I know it's a bit of a rosy worldview, but it would be nice if all the technology companies could do that and get along, you know, inside this this PACS agreement. I, I don't know, Andy, what do you think of it? Uh, yeah, I mean, you're right. I mean, amidst all this incredible tension and all this, you know, this 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 war that's just you could break out at any second, that, that one bright person uh, at Google thought, you know what, if I just walk right over there and hand Foxconn a Pepsi, <laughs> that was... <laughs> Just that's, that's something that connects flat, us perhaps. to sort of yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you know that United, at least United, never gassed its own. Yeah, you see, it just, oh. what a what a what a bad day for it's. It's like there's a purple cloud of insanity in the world that just says, okay, whom have in here, whom that I can travel to in the next twenty four hours have I not made make a really horrific public relations blunder in the dumbest way? Oh wait, hey look. <laughs> Look at the White House. That guy's going to be doing another statement. All right, here we go. They West, they, that'll teach him to not to weather strip the door and keep the purple insanity cloud from coming in. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. So that's a distraction, but I, I, okay. We, we, we like to be modern. We like to be up to date. We like to be in the, the hip things. You know, we talked about the youths. I believe last. We're getting week, into Andy. the topical comedy here. That's right. Just, we know we we've heard about the uh, about the, the the ratings bumps that uh, the Colbert show and the rest have gotten because of this government stuff. And we really, if we, if we want to get those car ads, you know, GM, the the top shelf booze, like the financial services things, we're we're gonna have to, you know, really really stick it to the government. I don't know, if, you know. Whatever our particular feelings might be about our respective governments, but yeah, I, I would like to. Yeah, it's it's it really does show that in the end, every single one of these companies understands that if we just didn't have to spend so much of our damn time about stupid lawsuits, and it's not just like them being sued by other. It really is like we. I don't. I I can't believe that I'm actually writing a memo saying please harass this company over here because if we don't demonstrate that we know what's going on in the industry and that if we don't defend our technology, that other people can take it. Uh, so it's at least if it 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 says we're, we're not going to eat our own kind. It's still it's. Uh, I, I'm betting that all those really really horrible patent trolls uh the companies that only exist to like say find the person who invented the who uh, still holds the, a patent on, on on a paper clip a modification of the paper clip and just like buy his his or her patent for like ten thousand dollars and then go after microsoft because we've we have we have the rights to the intellectual property on technology that takes documents and puts them in a bundle and we we can't we've been even ever since dos you've been creating directories which are just <laughs> other forms of paper clips and we refuse to go away for any penny less than what we calculated is the maximum amount of money you're willing to spend to make this go away so. Uh, Andy, I can't believe you didn't go with Clippy. Uh, I think I'd start my lawsuit with Clippy. He, he's the most obvious <laughs> patent infringer like in the world. You go after him first and then you go after the bundling of documents. Actually, I did find that uh, – tell me what you think of the last paragraph of, of this whole you know, announcement on the Google blog. They say, we encourage interested companies, large and small around the world, to join us in PACs and enjoy patent peace. To learn more, please visit the PACs website. 
if that's not the most Google statement I've ever read, like I, I don't know what is. Come and join us in the PAX Peace. <laughs> Come. You want to be on our on the on our side of the wall. You don't want to be on the other side of the wall. <laughs> we have oh, two hundred and thirty thousand patents. Come and join us. Palm Palm said that hey, we don't have to be on your side of the wall either. Now look at what Palm is. <laughs> uh, uh, but hey, do whatever you want. We're not we're not a monopoly. <laughs> we yeah. can motorola you if you want. Just say the word. We'll buy you. We'll get your company. We'll keep some of it, and we'll toss the rest out. We'll let you keep your logo, but not your dignity. <laughs> so, in in other more uh, political style news, which I know is all the rage with the kids, Andy, and in the US, it's it's all over my Twitter. Uh, Google's announced that fact checking is now integrated into all Google searches worldwide. What what on earth does that mean? Does that mean every time I Google search, there's some kind of magic fact checker that'll go over everything I'm trying to read and be like, ah, that's not true. Uh, it actually kind of is. Uh, it doesn't. It doesn't go so far as to have a big white cartoon glove go out of the screen. If you do a web search for, hey, did did Hillary Clinton like give over all of the all of uh, the United States uranium to 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 to, to Russia? Uh, a cartoon glove will not go out of the screen and slap you off the face. Like, Don't be an <laughs> idiot for God's sake. Put put down the laptop. Go outside. Talk to you, talk to your minister, talk to your your state assemblyman, talk to people who are not clinically insane, like whoever it was who posted that on that forum that you had to read. Uh, so yeah, if you, if you do, for instance, if you do a search for exactly that sort of thing, it will give you the normalized set of search results, but it does recognize that that is a fact checking fact checky sort of thing. And so the first the just like uh, when you do a search for a musician or you do a search for medical stuff, there is also just a box of content provided by Google. Number one at the top of the page is a box that says uh, – it's actually say the claim is that Secretary of State Hillary Clinton's approval of a deal to transfer control of 27 United States uranium deposits to a Russian company was a quid pro quo exchange for and claimed by the internet. Fact checked by Snopes.com. False. <laughs> so essentially, it's it's warning you that this is something that's 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 in play. It will t- take you to a link to Snopes or another rec- another authority that Google recognizes to say that not only is there a count, it's not fair and balanced. Where oh, we're going to give you a counter argument. It's like no, this is demonstrably not true. And if you want to know why it's not true, click on this link to this source that explains exactly why this is not true. Um, so it's a it, it's a there are a bunch of questions. There's a, a, a on search engine land they. Of course, uh, of course, they had to uh, uh, run a whole bunch of things like did uh, Donald Trump uh, open national parks and wildlife ref- refuges for coal mining uh, claimed by the Internet? And the, the result is uh, a mixture. Maybe yes, maybe no. Uh, did has uh, United States Attorney General Jeff Sessions ever been disbarred and fact checked by Snopes? False. So uh, it's. Uh, the, all those uh, examples from Search Engine Land come from uh, Snopes, which is one of the gold standard for fact checking uh, on the entire internet. Uh, but it means that uh, you can a lot of different uh, sites like Politifact is uh, is a recognized source. Uh, you can have uh, if if there are a bunch if there's a little bit of controversy, uh, it might actually give you two different sources to say, yeah, we think this is true, but here don't. Don't just go by this one thing. Go by this other. Uh, this other things. So it's it is interesting. Even if even if only even, even if the only thing it does is remind people that there is controversy behind this, and it's not a political controversy uh, like uh, the the age of the Earth or 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 evolution. I'm saying that there is like di- again, did this politician accept money in exchange for favors? Saying 
we can't say no. They do have this relationship that they're the occasionally that they, this person was this this uh, senator was seen on the private uh, pleasure island owned by this company that they only seem to ever invite senators and Satanists to. Uh, so maybe yes, maybe no. But I do know that there's that there's some some discussion about this. It's nice to have some sort of. Uh, uh, some sort of figure outside of the algorithm that is saying before you start going down rabbit holes on your own, we have algorithms that have decided that this is something that you need to be worried about as a source of possible BS. <laughs> yeah, I agree. The interesting part is I've just been playing with this, Andy, while you've been talking. <clears throat> Sorry, excuse me. The, the interesting part, Andy, is I've just been uh, playing with this while you've been talking and it's available at google.com. So the domain that most Americans, I believe, go to, it's not at google.com.au for some reason. So either they think us Australians are so smart that we'll be able to figure this out on our own or it's yet another one of these stage rollouts that, that we absolutely love. But it, there's, there's some discrepancy there, which is kind of odd. Yeah, I, I just uh, I just typed in, uh, uh, actually, maybe I should type in president. Is it, I, I typed in Kennedy was killed by Johnson. How about president or how about uh, Lyndon Johnson was responsible for the Kennedy assassination. I'm American, so of course I typed that assassination correctly the first try. <laughs> nope, and still okay. I'm sorry. It said Lin, I, I put two ends in Lyndon. I was probably anticipating <laughs> all, the, all the double. Yeah, see, it does it. It doesn't take. It doesn't include that result in my search. I'm using Chrome, so this could be. You're right. It could be something that they're rolling out uh, in waves. It is again. It is. It's not something that's in beta. It is something that was on the on the on the blog. But it was. It was interesting that they don't. They didn't really explain exactly how this works, except to sort of put people's uh concerns to bed saying that no it can't this uh, the system can't be gamed so it can't create a fake uh a fake authentication site to say that to make sure that out, and that their moon hoax gets gets verified um but it it does show the amount of responsibility that uh Google has to take nowadays that it's I, I there was a time where you might have thought I might have thought that it was absolutely proper that this is the search results you're getting are due to an algorithm there's no editorial curation it's up to you to evaluate these things but given that so many people a so many people are relying on search results for their information and b so many people with bad information know that and know how to game the system so that their search results get at the top of the list and get the most attention it is now. It would be. It would have been irresponsible for Google not to say we have to do a little bit of curation, even if it's machine curation, to say you might want to worry about this. This response. This response. This response, and pretty much everything until page eight. <laughs> no, I agree. I mean, the only if you're going to play devil's advocate, the only possible downside is that if. If you think that Google does have an agenda or if Google one day develops, you know, some kind of political or moral sort of agenda, then that's a lot of power to have to be like, yeah, that thing you Googled, it's it's claimed by all these people. It's not actually true. And here's our source. Like they're, they're not doing that. Obviously, they picked some really good sources. I think Snopes.com, I think most of the internet would agree, great place to sort of, you know, go for myth busting. Uh, you know, PolitiFact and other places like that, also really good sources. As long as the sources stay... I guess top notch, and everyone agrees that you know they're they're the places to get the truth, and I can only say this is a good thing, really. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that, that's it's the, the the moment that Google or Facebook or any other any of these other uh, gatekeepers, for that matter, demonstrates that they're manipulating results, even if it's absolutely uh, uh, transparent, even if it is for the public good. It's like, oh, but I I I, I like the fact that when I searched for information on this car you decided to tell me about i don't know if that's, that's a good example but it's like if, even if you did something that is unquestionably <clears throat> for my own good that it's like, i'm going to skew i'm going to uh, I, I think that it's when people ask about nutrition it's too bad that not enough people understand about the risk of heart disease in women as they reach middle age because they're misunderdiagnosed uh for that condition so anytime that someone that we know as a woman is searching for that we will make sure that those are the first results like that's definitely a positive idea your intentions are good but it, it would have been yeah but you're trying to influence how i'm thinking about something i'm thinking that some magical uh i'm thinking the worst the worst the, the worst that can happen is that you're trying to organize these results so that i buy a new pair of tennis shoes or something i don't like the fact that you're trying to influence how i'm thinking about something uh but the, the great thing about is the great thing about uh, truth is that truth is agnostic uh, it it hates falsehood no matter what what hat it wears. So that's why just so the only thing that you can't repair is the basic integrity. If there's a mistake, you can correct it. Uh, if there's guidance, you can always give give better guidance. But you can't destroy someone's faith in your tool, or and or that's the last time they'll ever they'll ever use it. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. And Andy. I have some good news for you. This is this is seamless. This is our our human curated algorithm is so much better than Google's because we're just going to slot an ad in here like seamlessly. No one will even notice. So our second sponsor for this week is Indeed Prime, and this episode is brought to you by them. Indeed Prime helps software engineers land their dream job. Candidates get immediate exposure to the best tech companies with just one simple application to Indeed Prime. Companies on Prime's exclusive platform message candidates with salary and equity upfront, and the average salary offer for software engineers is one hundred and twenty-five thousand. Um. I need to talk to my boss. Indeed Prime is 100% <laughs> free for candidates, no strings attached. Uh, invite your friends to Indeed Prime and you'll get $200 when they get contacted by a company and $2,000 when they accept a job through Prime. So you can start this referral process now, you know, find your new career. If you're a software engineer, indeed.com slash prime slash referral is the place you want to go. And I might be going there directly after the show, Andy. <laughs> Sure. I, I, I have it on good authority that your boss listens to this podcast. <laughs> Uh-oh. We just added that bit out, yeah? He's, he's a jerk. He's got his little fingers in every single pie in that office. <laughs> Stupid boss face not giving me 125000 Also, I don't believe I get $200 or $2,000 when my friends get hired, so I need to fix some of these things. <laughs> well, again, it's a, I think it's time for someone to raise the, the red banner of revolution over there at Shifty Jelly. <laughs> So speaking of revolution, Andy, we did have someone from the show very recently. I'm not going to mention her name. She went to work for Google. Uh, she is a female, as we know. And this week, an interesting story came out that you surfaced, Andy, that uh, the US DOL claims Google systematically underpays female employees. Yeah, that's that's. it's been interesting. The, uh, the uh, Department of Labor uh is in court with Google and uh, had the had a court uh, court date on Friday in which uh, it's, here's the timeline of of what what's been going on. Uh, back in the starts in 2015, where the Department of Labor is doing a, a absolutely routine audit 
of Google's uh, employee equity and wage practices. Uh, and that's just because just to check for compliance, uh, if they're because they are, of course, a major government contractor, all government contractors uh, that uh, bill more than $10,000 a year uh, to the government, they're required to uh, to comply with certain, uh, again, uh, 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 equity and fair hiring and fair employment practices uh, to, uh, to, to get those contracts. So it was just a routine thing. Uh, and according to according to Google, uh, they had been uh, the Department of Labor had made 18 requests for information based on those, each of which they had complied with until number 19 apparently had come in through where uh, they had made the Department of Labor had made what Google terms a, uh, quote, overly broad request for uh, for for requests about information about their employees. Uh, and at that point, uh, Google refused that one request, saying that, well, there's privacy concerns here. You're a I, this is not something that you're supposed supposed to be able to ask for and be if we just said sure in the interest of making sure that everything's above board we'll we'll happily turn this over no this is this is private information that will affect our employees if we let you have it uh, and so there was a lot of back and forth uh, department of labor uh, finally filed a lawsuit to compel google to hand over the information they were asking for uh, there was, so Friday, there was uh, another hearing related to that suit, which is going forward. And this is where the Department of Labor had made these kind of explosive comments. Uh, Janet Whipper, Jeanette Whipper, who's a, a regional director, was testifying in court uh, in San Francisco on Friday. And she said, quote, we found systemic compensation disparities against women pretty much across the entire workforce. Uh, and then uh, I think it was The Guardian uh, reached out uh, to Google for further comment. I'm sorry, uh, to the Department of Labor for further comment. And the response was from a regional solicitor, regional lawyer for the Department of Labor, Janet Harold, who said, quote, the investigation is not complete, but and here's, this is really, really direct language. The, the information is, the investigation is not complete, but at this point, the department has received compelling evidence of very significant discrimination against women in the most common positions at Google headquarters. And then she continues to say, the government's analysis at this point indicates that discrimination against women in Google is quite extreme even in this industry which is a very pointed comment because we know that the tech industry is not notable for being very, being a positive environment uh, for women uh, and immediately Google they, they they didn't they weren't angry and flustered that they said we don't understand where this is coming from uh, finally today uh, Tuesday uh, there was a very long uh, blog post uh, on uh, from a Google vice president of people operations Eileen Naughton uh, citing that we, we were really took, taken off guard by the, this is not but I'm, I'm, I'm summarizing that we were really taken off guard by this because we uh, we are the people who keep coming up with these reports that we publish on our own about employing in this uh, employing in this industry uh we've demonstrated that we do very very we do a lot better than most people and we're trying to do better we're trying to encourage others to do better again we've we've we responded to 18 the first 18 requests without incident uh and so now here's a here, going to quote from uh ms Naughton. uh so we were quite surprised when a representative of the office of federal contract compliance programs at the u.s department of labor accused us of, of not com compensating women fairly. We were taken aback by this assertion, which came, and here is a, a money, money quote, without any supporting data or methodology. The representative claimed to have reached this conclusion even as uh, the uh, Department of Labor is seeking thousands of employee records, including contact details of our employees, in addition to the hundreds of thousands of documents we've already produced in response to 18 different document requests. The fact that our annual analysis is extremely scientific and robust, it relies on the same confidence interval that is used in medical testing, which is greater than 95%, and we have made the method methodology available to other businesses who want to test their
their own compensation practices for equal pay. And just winding up, uh, in late 2016, we performed we performed our own most recent analysis across 52 major different major job categories and found no gender pay gap. Nevertheless, if individual employees are concerned or think there are unique factors at play or want a more individualized assessment, we dive deeper and make any appropriate corrections. So uh, that's uh, uh, let, uh, my, my f- easiest reaction is that this is exactly – this is a very, very professional reaction uh, saying, oh, these people are idiots and these are, they're jerks. It's like, well, we don't think that's true and here's why we don't think that's true uh, and also offering data that hopefully that you can point – that people other people can point to and say, well, this is, does not sound like someone who's out of compliance. Nonetheless, there have been a bunch of – uh, we, we, we've talked about a couple of stories in the past uh, about uh, like uh, post, uh, postings amongst uh, Google employee uh, message groups for both current Googlers and former Googlers uh, talking about how uh, Google in many ways is – is they, they, a lot of women who have worked for Google found it no different from any other company where it's like <sighs> – it's your responsibility to shut up, <laughs> stick, get, go in the corner, be satisfied with what you're given, because uh, a lot of a lot of women have had the experience where they're not listened to, they're kind of shut up. When they complain, it's being uh, the the complaint is sort of shoved back on them, saying, "Well, why don't you? you know, maybe, you maybe you'd be getting better write ups if you were if you weren't uh, such a pain in the butt." Uh, so yes, I wouldn't. <laughs> sorry oh God, don't soon. don't 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 try that with you <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry that's it i'm sorry that, that was that, that was a very sexist thing to say as as if uh, uh it's responsibility for women to fight back i'm sorry that was a a joke that came to mind that was wrong to make and i apologize for it uh but um yeah i mean it, it's it uh I, i'm sort of a in a wait and see attitude it's 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 like with any other company i would assume this is absolutely correct because I, my prejudice is that there is going to be gen, there are going to be gender gaps. There are going to be limitations to the advancement of women uh, against men who are doing the exact same job. That's just the sad reality of the tech industry. Most other industries as well, but I'm more familiar with the tech industry. It's something that desperately needs changing. But that again, that's why if I hear these allegations, I don't immediately jump on the the, the Twitter bandwagon and say yes, we're going to boycott all Google products and we're going to boycott this and I'm going to rail against it. I'm sorry that I ever gave this a positive review or say anything nice. But nonetheless, my, my default position is I have to believe that this accusation is true until there's really great evidence that it is not true. Uh, and also, we're still f- kind of fresh in our minds, the that bad taste in our mouth uh, about Amit, Amit Singhal, yes, who, yes, uh, yes. who uh, you know, the, basically the guru of search, of uh, who retired covered in laurels in February of last year and then just a couple months ago was revealed or the information came out that perhaps uh, Google had there was there were sexual harassment uh, complaints lodged against him inside the company there was a Google intense internal investigation and according to the story he was given the offer of here's the door you can you can leave a hero or you can actually actually the, the kind of this uh, the, our, our second hitler reference of the show uh setting a record that i hope will attract more advertisers uh the the, the same <laughs> offer that uh that the uh that the that the nazis gave rommel when it was found out that he was approached uh, he was like tangentially involved in the plot to assassinate hitler saying that okay you're way too big of a hero for us to simply put you on trial so we're going to give you an we're going to give you the choice of Here's here is a pill you can swallow that will give you a heart attack and you will die, or you can come back with us to Berlin and go on a show trial 
your choice. But yeah, it's uh, I'm sorry that was a that was a silly digression. <laughs> uh, but I'm still I'm still I'm still taken aback that someone who's associated with my government said something as stupid as that. I'm sorry. Uh, but yeah, it's so 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 basically, uh, still here's somebody who if, if these if these allegations are true, I don't think they've been proven yet. Uh, but uh, the, the the fact that somebody that powerful was doing that sort of thing for so long, it's certainly not. It certainly doesn't encourage me to think that. Oh well, I'm sure that uh, this, this is uh, this is there's a good story, uh, a good explanation for all of this. Uh, it's and more than anything else, it just reminds me that you just have to assume that every, and unfortunately, that every single tech company, large and small, makes things needlessly difficult uh, for women, and it's not because of isolated incidents of isolated frat boy people and frat boy managers it is because this is a sexist culture this is uh, and technology seems to be an industry that is wants to go out of its way to defend itself against the incursion of of women uh, sometimes that's what it seems like so it's it's going to be it's going to be a situation where um ironically uh, uh I, I wish i had her name in front of me but uh, a, a senior person at a uh, woman at google was at a speaking at a conference uh, talking about inclusive uh, 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 talking about inclusivity uh, of of employment, and she was saying that diversity is easy. You can solve a diversity problem simply by saying, "Okay, we got fifty people. We're going to make sure we hire twenty five, and that's mathematically great. We got the problem solved." That only solves the diversity problem. What you really need to solve is the inclusion problem, which is not just we're going to spend a month hiring the right number of people to make the math work out. Inclusion is every single decision you're making about everything, every single day, at every single operation means that are we may are we creating a process or are we asking a question that implicitly says that you, 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 and you, I want you, you people to talk, but all the rest of you welcome to the room, but you're just here to watch. You're not here to take part in anything. Yeah. And I think the the really important part to remember is I know a lot of people, myself included, they're fans of this company. You know, we're fans of Google, we're fans of the products that they put out. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's it's a big company. There's a lot of people there, and it's really easy to view them through the lens of, oh, this is a company that cares about algorithms and engineers and equality, and everything is perfect at Google. And look at oh, their look campus. Oh, look at that Google Doodle. Yeah, oh, it's it was fun. Doodles. Look, but, the map is Pac-Man. <laughs> but I guarantee you, there are people inside that company that are getting discriminated against for all sorts of reasons. There are people, you know, who. I guarantee have you know been denied promotions and things like that, or they're not getting the pay they deserve, or they're not being included even in the team that they're trying to contribute to. That that unfortunately happens in every single tech company I've ever worked at. Obviously, apart from the current one, because only five of us here. But the the thing is that's that's really common, and it's it's sad that it's so common in the tech industry. But it does happen, and it's not enough to say, oh, this is Google. This can't happen at Google. Uh, therefore, you know the government is wrong, and all their allegations are false. You kind of have to you kind of have to take the wait and see approach. You're like. This is some interesting allegations. Google has made a very interesting response to say, you know, here's our data that says this is not true. And you kind of just have to see, you know, where this goes. You can't just assume that, you know, Google being Google is is right and everything's perfect at Google and it's it's an amazing company. I'm sure it is a good place to work for, you know, out of all the other companies in the tech industry. But there are still issues, you know, there to solve, obviously. And hopefully, you know, if nothing else, this pushes Google to look even closer at, you know, some of their data and sort of the things going on on the inside and maybe, you know, improve the the working conditions a bit more for for their employees. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, it, again, it's easy to have a Google Doodle celebrating female scientists. That's trivially easy. What is difficult is to create a culture in which uh, not just not that there's a training video that people have to watch and they know academically they're not supposed to they're not supposed to to make sexual comments about people. I'm talking about you are aware that even if again let's let's not talk about blaming people. Let's not talking about. Uh, uh, 
Uh, let's not talk about uh, uh, making people into defendants uh, for their behavior. That might be appropriate, but I'm saying in solve, solving the problem, you start to say, let's make sure you understand that you don't think that by challenging somebody before they finished their thought, you were really shutting them down and making them feel as though you are not part of this process. You, I'm, I'm able to, I'm in this room, I'm entitled to say what I want this one and this one, but these few and these other four people, you're not entitled to say this stuff. Some people, and sometimes it's perfectly innocent. Let's, let's acknowledge some, if you grew, if you grew up with like four or five uh, older brothers, you understand that you do not get a piece of chicken at dinner unless you reach on the table <laughs> before, before being invited and grab for a piece of chicken. Uh, but, and it's, and sometimes it's not so innocent, but either way you wind up with, again, a culture, the, uh, as, as, as the saying goes, it's the, it's the monkey house, uh, <laughs> problem where you, you're, you work at the zoo and you've been working inside the monkey house for so long, you no longer notice how bad it smells in there. You can be inside a corporate culture for so long that you could, you might be a very nice person. You, you, you might, you might donate money to the right charities and you might actually feel, I mean, if you leap to the defense of the right people, but you can't see inside your own company that we are creating a, a situation in which these groups of people are the people who are implicitly the people that are listened, heard and listened to and important. These groups of people are the people that isn't it nice that they're working here. Oh, this person, oh, they're great at this, as opposed to this is the person that can be my boss one day because she's awesome. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, no, 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 exactly. And I mean, the other thing to go back to your family analogy, Andy, is sometimes like my younger brothers, you learn that you know, if your older brother's helping your mum bring all the shopping in from the car and, and is being super helpful about that, maybe there's something suspicious there. Maybe he's stealing the Nutella for himself and he's, hard, <laughs> he's hiding it in a spot in a cupboard where you'll never find it, it's out of reach, and you don't even know that Nutella existed. I'm sorry, Stephen Douglas. That, that's what was happening oh, all those years. I did. I did grow up in a large family, and that's. I'll say that that's in, in your analogy. This is why I cultivated a, ta a, a taste for Vegemite, because I knew that if I bring if I if, if I bring Dr Pepper into the house, that's the one soda that none of my siblings are going to touch. It's going to it's going to be there in the fridge the day, a day later. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm 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 glad that so far Google is responding the way they're responding, which is not to say that. Uh, oh, this is oh, this is stupid. This is this is ridiculous. They seem to be saying, "Here is what it looks like from our proceeding." We're concerned that we don't have physical, we don't have actual data from the government as why they're making this accusation. I hope that they keep it open. Um, it's it's uh, in such in such discussions. It's hard for I choose my words carefully because it's so easy for something that seems clear in my head to come across differently when I try to translate neural activity into into uh, uh, change uh, changes in uh, in air pressure that go into a microphone or go into someone's ears. Uh, but what I'm saying is that uh, I think that we can make a lot of progress if it's in certain areas. If we forget the idea of if, if I if I forget the idea of what I'm what I'm to be blamed for, what I did wrong, uh, and I start thinking about what I can do better, because I think it's kind of human nature. To say that if someone accuses me of sexism, to say, oh, my God, I'm not sexist. I'm, my God, did you, did you listen to material last week? I spent like 20 <laughs> minutes talking about a Google and stuff like that. So that I, that's, that's a good time for me to like instead of thinking about, oh, I'm being accused of something. Oh, I'm uh, what what am I guilty of saying? OK, why do you why are you saying that? What did it, what do I what do you 
what have you observed that I apparently have not observed? Because that's the only time that someone says, look, it smells like 40 monkeys are peeing and pooping and throwing the poop, and they've been doing this for 18 years. How long have you been working here? 31 <laughs> years. Well, there you go. You don't notice the smell. Like, oh, my God. She's right. I'm living in a monkey house, and I never – oh, my God. Thank God I didn't get all defensive, and I just simply asked, what is it that you smell that I don't? Oh, my God. I'm an idiot. That's <laughs> one of the most vivid analogies that you will ever get on a podcast, I think, Andy. Thanks. And yet I don't one. have a Pulitzer. The Pulitzer list came out yesterday with my name on it. Hell no, it wasn't. I I'm still I'd, steamed about it. I did see that tweet. Apparently for $50, your name could have been on it. Yeah, but again, I'm a journalist. Where am I going to get that money? <laughs> I mean, kudos to our sponsors. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, indeed, Prime. Thank you very much. As always, Linode. But, you know, that's the 50 bucks a year for, for Pulitzer applications. I can steal postage off of the Sun-Times postage meter because it's not there, – there's like Tuesdays. It's not really well guarded. But, you know, <laughs> unless you're going to take stamps – Will you take stamps? I'll give you. I can give you stamps. <laughs> How many stamps do you need? You probably yeah. You, stamps are pretty expensive these days. You can get enough of them. You could you could hand those in, and maybe you could win yourself like a custom Pulitzer. You're like here, stamps. Exactly. Stamps for Pulitzers. Jeez. So <laughs> hell with you. I can, I can make I can make my own Pulitzer. <laughs> I, I got you. a 3D printer. I don't need you anyway. So there's one last story you have here in the show notes, Andy, and it's about one of my favorite companies of all time, and that is Nokia. And I'll tell you a quick story about Nokia. Is my grandmother actually used to work for them. Uh, making boots of all things, like Wellingtons. Is that what they call them in England? Oh. Rub, rubber boots. I don't know what they call them in America. Yeah, yeah. Wellies. We call them rubber boots. <laughs> yeah. So this is like a, a long-standing Finnish company with a huge history of just manufacturing various other things. When the mobile phones came along, they obviously they transitioned to that. They transitioned to it amazingly. You know, one of the biggest mobile phone brands, you know, in on the planet. You know, at the time when they they were at their prime, and it, it was really interesting. I bet there's some people listening to this podcast that know of Nokia, but they're like, oh, you know, they they grew up in the iPhone generation. They didn't have the Nokia 3310 and other sort of you know, venerable devices like that. And to see what has happened to that company in the year since, you know, they they were kind of annexed by Microsoft. There was a, a CEO, you know, directly that came from Microsoft that kind of ruined the company in some ways, if you want to take that perspective. <laughs> then he went back to Microsoft of all places, got a bonus for, for doing all of that and sold the company, you know, back in. And then there was a whole separation of Nokia, you know, who gets to keep the name, who gets to keep this stuff, who gets to keep that stuff. And now in the news this week is that they've signed so Nokia the brand this is the the part of the business that's still allowed to use the Nokia name now you know they I believe for a few years they weren't allowed to make phones they could make tablets and various other things but now they can go back to making phones as well and they've partnered with someone called HMD Global and they they've got an interesting interview here where they say that they don't believe that anyone of the current sort of smartphone makers in the market right now are using Android and I quote the way it should be you know, that they feel that, you know, OEMs putting skins on top and, you know, not providing timely updates and, and giving, you know, customers the patches that Google's releasing is just not right. And Nokia's here to fix this, Andy. Is is this at all plausible? Uh, hopefully. It's it's nice to have uh, a clear statement of where a company, what a company, want, a company wants to accomplish. Um, it should be said that HMD Global is a brand new Finnish company that pretty much just took over the brand. Uh, this was back in May of last year uh, when, again, they're just sort of pulling up the carpets at Nokia, seeing if any of the pipes in the walls were copper copper, and could be resold for scrap metal. Uh, so they, they HMD Global pretty much owns the logo. They, owns, they, they own the brand. The engineers are long gone. Uh, oddly enough, uh, interestingly enough, the 
awesome A plus uh, camera team. Uh, actually, I think they were hired away by Apple. Uh, not not inter- interestingly, when the Apple iPhone camera started getting some really interesting, fo- <laughs> like the like the deep focus, uh, deep focus stuff, they used to be able to get uh, on Nokia phones. Uh, kind of turned up on the iPhone after uh, the, after that acquisition. Uh, so it's sort of like they, they they just basically bought a huge roll of Nokia stickers that they could put on phones that they are going to manufacture. But what it came out to it. It's it's it means that I'm going to pay attention to what this uh, brand is going to be in the near future. Uh, another pop, a, a titanic company, especially here in New England, Polaroid, which used to be really oh, yeah. just the apple of the apple of imaging. We're not not just incredibly important, not just incredibly successful, but uh, influential in uh, their design philosophy and their engineering. Uh, and now they literally are just a name that if you've got, if you want to sell LED flashlights, you find a Chinese manufacturer, they can sell you 80,000 80, of them and great, you just print the Polaroid sticker and put on them. It has nothing to do with anything. Uh, they seem to want to create identity as a phone maker and that identity seems to be, we want to be the makers of like the next version of the Nexus 5X, say, uh, that we're not going – whereas uh, Google with the Pixel phones has gone into the $1,000 uh, luxury smartphone as a piece of jewelry sort of market, they said we're going to give you – we're going to try to give you something as that's affordable uh, but not cheap where sacrifices on features. That's going to give you the most pure Android experience possible with no skinning, uh, you know, no, no custom apps, i.e. nothing that would co- – no software that would cost us money to develop and, <laughs> and maintain uh, and updates uh, as almost as fast as we can get the the, the bits from, uh, from from Google, so that would be interesting. I I don't know if I I, I as I was reading about this and applauding it in my mind, I was also thinking that yeah, but that really is kind of like what Motorola uh, or Lenovo Lenovo Motorola Lenovo Lolo <laughs> Lenovo Lola uh, seems to have. Motorola. I, I keep, see, there's so Motorola. many. There's so many. There's so many overlapping syllables. There has to be a really good portmanteau <laughs> to be made of that. I, can't, I, I every time I try to say it, it comes a tongue, tongue twister, and I'm also sort of drunk with opportunity, so I never come out okay. But but you know what I mean. Like they're 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 uh, Moto phones. They have a really. They have the best cheap phone on the market, and they have a really good mid range phone on the market. And with that company doing so well, and Lenovo doing very, very well in businesses other than phones, which means that they don't have to bet the whole company on every single new release. You kind of figure that they're going to be around for a while and they're going to have the resources to produce updates at least for the next uh, next version of the operating system or the version after that. Uh, I think that even Sony has made rumblings in the past couple of weeks that, okay, we've sort of realized that we are no longer going to be, we were not, we're not going to be the iPhone of Android anymore. And that because we're selling the same camera hardware that we put into our phones to all the other companies to make their phones, we can't really be correct on imaging either. They're saying that, okay, what's another thing that we're going to still be in, but not really be totally in. Uh, it's hard. It's hard for a company to really find. Here is the here is the untapped market. Here are the un, uh, unspoken for customers that we're going to try to address right now. Uh, but again, it's, I'm glad that they're not going to just buy you know a a, 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 car, a container load of generic blister pack. Uh, contract phones and put the Nokia sticker on it and say, <laughs> go to any go to any regional CVS pharmacy, drugstore, Seven Eleven, or truck stop, <laughs> and you can buy a Nokia phone for only eighteen dollars <laughs> with a fifty milliamp hour battery. I, I got to be honest there. I reckon there's still some some 
brand equity, whatever you call it, like brand loyalty there to, to leverage. Like I think there's still nostalgia value. Like it's not quite at Nintendo levels or anything like that, but I, I still to this day I see that, you know, blue Nokia logo, you know, with their their traditional sort of typeface that they've used for like generations. And I, I just look at that and there's something inside me that goes, I want I want a Nokia. Like I want a good Nokia, obviously. Like I want the durability and the battery life that, you know, these things used to be known for. But the, there's potentially something there that this brand could leverage if, if you know, they know what they're doing. Like, and they're they're based in Finland, which which is probably good. They've got you know they've got that sort of heritage behind them as well. Maybe, maybe just maybe. I mean, we saw them make a tablet. I think it was last year. It wasn't super interesting. Kind of looked iPadish and, and it didn't do sort of anything special. But maybe they can do something interesting in the phone market. I mean, who knows? Yeah, I mean that's that's always been the greatest thing about Android. Not that the not that the Pixel phone is so great, not that the Galaxy is so great, but that there are all kinds of phones out there you can choose from, including super super cheap phones with FM radios, so that markets in which they can't afford real broadband and broadband doesn't really reach them, they can still listen to their uh, listen to their football games, their cricket games. So. It's it's paid it's paid off for Android and that is now it's it's the number not just the uh, number one phone operating system in the world but also the number one internet operating system in the world yep. by a whopping point two percent but still it's up there so any any company that wants to bring a unique point of view to the marketplace they're certainly welcome I hope they don't get crushed I hope they don't become <laughs> Polaroid I hope they don't you know I hope that they don't our, our next we we don't have to do a GoFundMe for look can we just like all we need is ten thousand dollars and we can own the Nokia logo and we'll just put on a couple of t-shirts just to defend the, the trademark but we just don't want to see this on you know like a new line of porn videos or something and we just don't want it fall we don't want the domain to to, to point to something that that is <laughs> diametrically opposed to the fine engineering and cultural heritage that is nokia and on that ah that's the best noise in the world and on that note andy we should probably finish this podcast. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry, listeners. A- Andy, if people want to find you on the internet, where's where's the best place to go? As usual, spell my last name. I'm Anatko on Instagram, uh, Anatko on Twitter, and my website is at anatko.com. And the stuff I write for pay is at the Chicago Sun-Times website at suntimes.com. Awesome. Oh, instantly, if you're if you're in the Boston area, uh, tune into WGBH Radio at like 1 p.m. on Friday because I'm uh, going to be talking on public radio about the about a half hour on tech stuff uh, with a couple people. I will have the uh, I will have the Gear 360 version too, and if if the Boston if if the studio's Wi-Fi can handle it, I'm going to see if I can live stream in 360 degree video wow. uh, through ideally YouTube. But if I can't do that through uh, through uh, Facebook, I don't have the you know I, I have I'm using it with a uh, Galaxy S6, which can pull out the video and the and stuff like that. Unfortunately, you do need an S7 or an S8 to stream live. So I'm working some angles to see if I can get a phone just for that day. Uh, but either way, you'll hear me talk about interesting things about the about the uh, about the about three hundred sixty degree video. <laughs> I really hope you can pull that off. That that sounds really cool. Like I I tune be, into that. That'd be pretty fun because <laughs> that way that way you you'll have the option of not looking at me like while I'm talking. You say I wonder how the audience is reacting to that. Say oh yep stoic silence. Ooh the eighteen of them seemed actually angry about that joke he made. Okay.
Wow. This this should be the future of material podcast. We should do this in 3D so people can <laughs> see what's going on all around us and behind us. Um, you can find me at Rusty Shelf on Twitter. You can find our podcast at Material Podcast. You can email us if you've got feedback about the show, materialpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can find all the shows and the show notes at relay.fm slash material. And we we still looking for an ending, Andy. Still looking for an ending. Well, again, if you, if you want to come up with one of your own, I mean, you're you're the, you're the host. I, I I got one that I'm happy with. I don't know, I don't know if the audience is happy with it, but I'm happy with it. But look, I I think there's nothing better than beating a dead horse. Personally, so I'd say until next week, this show is finished. I just want to say that that was Russell speaking. I do not advocate the beating of horses in any state. If anything, a dead horse deserves dignity and death that was not afforded to it in life. Yes. Is it true that they make glue from horses? Or is that is that a myth? I need to look this up on Snopes. No, uh, horses just make glue. Uh, it turns out that their hooves are really good at operating this. The, they, got, they got that mid-body strength for operating those stirring paddles. Hmm. Ah, yes, of course, of course. That makes a lot of sense. That's where the craft glue comes from, yeah? In that little, it's in that convenient little container that they can sort of spin around with the hoof. I always thought it was called craft glue because uh, the craft cheese company made it. It had the same, <laughs> com- had the same consistency as that yellow uh, processed cheese. Yeah, and they're like, people don't seem to want to eat this. What else? It's kind of sticky, isn't it? It is kind of sticky. We'll give it to schools. Okay, we're not going to get Vegemite as a sponsor. Now we're not going to get craft <laughs> foods as a sponsor. That's okay. There's more. There's more money where that came Don't from. All right, Polaroid, uh, Kodak, and Nokia. We'll, we'll get them to sponsor. There you go. Put your sticker on us. <laughs> we're, we're as good as any eight dollar for one thousand units flammable <laughs> Chinese made flashlight. Exactly. You, you know where to contact us, Kodak. We miss you. <laughs>